Welcome to the Powering Real Estate Podcast, sessions with top real estate business leaders and their strategies for success. Learn from some of the best in the industry. Join Lee Adkins as he talks to industry leaders on how they built and maintain their real estate business. All right, I'm here today with Nat Ferguson, the broker of Ferguson Realty in Seal Beach, California. How are you, Nat? I'm doing good, Lee, and it's great to be on today. I appreciate the invitation and uh, the chance to reconnect and, and talk business. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to dig in. I know uh, your story already was great. I know you've been really focused the last couple of years and and uh, building the business. So tell us a little bit about Ferguson Realty as it is today, and we'll get a little backstory. We'll dive in. Yeah, so you know, Ferguson Realty started as an idea of a business that was going to be bigger than me, bigger than one person. And that that seed was planted all the way back in 2013. So nine years ago, a business consultant of mine, um, he said, uh, you know, go get your broker. Why haven't you got your broker's license? And I said, it sounds like a pain in the ass. It, and that's that's what I told him. I said, I really, no, it really does. It sounds like a lot of work. And it's not something I want to do. At that time, I did not want to do it. And he turned to me and he said, dude, you're being lazy. Stop being lazy. And right, what, what isn't that, isn't that something a good business consultant does? They tell you it's kind of like the tough love. So, anyways, fast forward. You know, I I tried to hire a couple you know agents in 2015. Didn't know what I was doing. I had a broker's license. People I was working with at a brokerage said I'd work for you. It didn't work. And then there was several iterations of things that didn't work. And then by right about the time we started feeling like I knew what was going to work with the right mix of personalities and agents and things like that, COVID came along and I lost, I had a sales team of nine and I lost uh, almost half. And um, that was really about the time, uh, you know, early 2020 now, just, you know, two years ago, uh, geez, almost yeah, two years to the date that I had to figure out what Ferguson Realty was going to be how do you take something that's an idea and turn it into a stable business when everything around us felt like it was falling apart? So we're here today and I've got lots more to share with you to answer that question. Awesome. That's great. No, I I love that. And so how were you an individual agent for a while? Like, did you kind of have to go from I'm an agent to I'm a business owner or was the brokerage pretty early in your career? Your brokerage. No, well, there's two, there's two parts to it, right? So there's the I have my broker's license and I can hire broke I can hire realtors. Let me be very clear about that. That is not a business. That is, it's some form of babysitting, is what it is. Right. <laughs> it, it is, you know. I mean, so a, a business is so much more than that. But see, I didn't go to school for business, and I didn't get into this line of work. To I never. It wasn't the original idea was not to to have a business. Right. It was not as advertised. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to, I love and I enjoy connecting with people. I enjoy helping people. If I didn't, I wouldn't be in this business. But beyond that, I didn't have any concept or construct for what a real estate brokerage was. So to get from having a broker's license to having a brokerage was a lot of different steps. And again, it wasn't how I set out when I got my license in 2003 and it wasn't my intention. So a lot of these things, you just, you, you find yourself stumbling down that path 
And if you if you're not going to be cut out for being a broker or running a brokerage, you'll pretty quick you'll hit so many brick walls right away. You will stop and you'll you'll go back to what you were doing because that you know how to make that work. You can take listings and work with buyers and you know those types of things. So totally no, I love that. I love that transition, and I've known you long enough to definitely have seen some of that transition. And and there's been more since we've updated. So do you want to just tell us a little more about the path with with Ferguson, like the from pandemic to today, and then we'll back into some of the specifics of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, going back now to, for me, I almost think about the pandemic is really the beginning of my business. Right. Right. Ferguson Realty had existed before that, as I explained, but what it needed to be and what I wanted it to be, were really going, that was going to be the test that forged what was going to become of it all. You know, because, you know, just like all the other brick walls you could hit trying to set up a brokerage, you could think you have it set up and then you're going to hit. And then something like COVID shows up and basically chops your sales team in half and really tests your, I don't know, tests your resilience for for being in business, period. So what happened was a, a half of the sales team went away. And that was okay in a lot of different ways because the people that were, get, were going to leave we're going to leave anyways for whatever reason. The impetus for them leaving was COVID. And listen, I'm still friends with them. I've done some deals with them. They don't work here anymore. They work somewhere else. And so the first set of challenges ended up being kind of an, an opportunity in disguise because when you lose half of your sales team and you don't have any administrative support, which I didn't, it also takes half, it takes 50% of the work off of your plate. If you're also trying to still have your own clients and you're the administrator in your own office and you're the broker of record and all those other things. So, so right away, I felt like I almost felt a sigh of relief. I was like, okay, so this just solved some of my challenges. COVID did. My workload got cut in half for better or for worse. It did. But it also gave me time to sit and look at my core group of, of salespeople and what worked, who were they, and why were they still here? You can get really clear with answering those questions when you don't have a lot of distractions anymore. You know, the people that weren't the right fit were taking a lot of my time. The people that weren't producing were taking a lot of my energy. You know, you're trying to help people, you know, become better salespeople. So once you once those things went away and I could get clear, it also allowed me to get clear on what was missing in the business. And I think I've known for a long time what that was. I just didn't have the fear to, or I should say, I didn't have the courage to admit what that was. And um, part of that, I have to tell you, Lee, part of that was discovering here in my office, amongst many things I've collected at the real estate conferences we've gone through over the years, was a five-year business plan I did with you in 2017. That was five years ago. That's right. <laughs> well, it's a five-year plan. So it's right on, right on cue. <laughs> so I, I guess what, what happened was I went through this period of, of growth to start thinking about my business like a business, not like a real estate business, not like a real estate brokerage. As I said, I did not go to school to learn business. Every business has fundamentals. 
I didn't know what those were because I didn't go to school for that. But guess what? Now I had to learn what they were. And part of that is identifying where you have huge gaps in what your capabilities are. I knew, and I knew that I, I had found a glass ceiling a couple times leading up to the pandemic because I could feel myself being, I, I felt like I was being stretched in so many different directions. I knew I needed help with something. And for me, the biggest change I made in 2020, besides clearing the deck of the salespeople that needed to, to have a change for themselves, was the change I made was finally admitting that I needed help and I needed to hire a consulting company to get clear on, you know, the, the stuff that's not sexy that we, that, that everybody is trying to sell us and all the shiny objects and all the things that we've spent money on over the years to market your business or Facebook or Instagram or social media. L literally, I had come to the end of the road with all of those things and I'm looking at my stress level and I'm looking at my bank account and I'm telling, and I'm, this is having this moment of clarity. And I'm like, everything I need is none of the things that I've spent money on. The one thing I need is the one thing that just doesn't, it's just not, it's not shiny and it's not sexy. And that's somebody who knows, who knows exactly what my problem is and how to fix it. And at this point in my career, I will spend almost any amount of money to make this vision successful. And I have the vision. It's just been unsuccessful. And I had to find who that person was and if they could help me and when could they start helping me. And that happened in October of 2020. Nice. Was that a manual search? Was that you like overtly looking or... How did that come about? We don't have to be too specific, but how did that come about? Yeah, well, that and that's a good question because it's 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 always it's interesting to hear how that happens and and you know I mean it's the divergence of so many things, the pain, timing, and need, or in my case, it was submission. I was ready to submit, and that's a big deal, dude. Because I at this point in two thousand and twenty. I'd had a real estate license for 17 years, you know, and some people will listen to this and they'll think, man, that, <laughs> why did that take so long? That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, you know, the reality is, is part of, at least part of my personality and maybe some people listening to this, it's like, what makes us good salespeople is we can be stubborn. We can be stubborn and get shit done. But when that is working against you, it is your enemy and that personality trait. Well, that's the thing. You got to be doing the right stuff. It's not, you don't just have to be doing it over time. You have to be doing the right stuff over time. The right stuff. And I, I just couldn't get my head around that. So it had to hurt more than my stubbornness. My stubbornness was telling me you don't need to do this. And the pain in my business was telling me you do. Right. Well, I mean, for, for what it's worth, the majority of people who I've seen break through that ceiling, I've had a, literally, it's literally almost the same story. Half the company's gone, a massive thing happened, this thing happened, I was at a crossroads, like, but you see it too with, with anybody successful, right? There's almost always some 
I mean, every now and then there's the guy that like, I just did this and it was great. And I was a billionaire by the time I was 25. But like most of us have some like, even for us internally, we have like, I won't say what version number we're on. We have an internal version number of our own company and it's not small. <laughs> Having, you know, it's, it's funny. It, it wasn't like this idea was new, right? To your point, you talk to people all the time that they're successful because they've not given up. If they've not given up, they've probably failed or gone pretty close to it a couple of times. So this, this idea wasn't new to me. And it's almost like a story. It's like when you hear somebody else telling you the story, it's not your own. And you can't imagine you having to go through that. And, I, and now here I am coming out the other side. And it's like you're up, hearing you say that reminds me like, yeah, man, I, I mean, of course it was going to be hard. Of course, you just don't know when it's, when it's going to happen. And when it's finally happening, you have to admit, okay, I'm going through this now. Now realize it's happening. Think back to the people that you talked to. What did they do? Look around you for whatever that lifeline is. And for me, it was my email. It, believe it or not, I was on an email list for a real estate coaching and consulting company. And, and I'd probably been on, you know, I'd been on that email list for two, three years. And they're on top of their game with their email content. And it's like a lot of really good instructional content. And it just so happened that that day, the email newsletter was how to hire a administrative assistant. And I'm like, I, I bet you that's what I need. I didn't know, but I was like, you know, so, so like a lot of things I, you know, I watch it and I'm like, that's what I need, but I have no clue how to do that. <laughs> All right. I hire salespeople. I don't hire employees. I've never right. had an employee. That was the hill I was dying on. I was dying on that hill because I didn't, I didn't have the experience in understanding the process, the questions, the documents, all of those things. And so that was the company that I hired. And um, I align very much with uh, their values and their goals. And, um, you know, there's lots of coaching companies and consulting companies in our real estate space. So my advice to whoever is listening is, just find somebody that aligns with your goals and your values. Everybody in this business is different. If I told you the name of the company, it wouldn't matter because guess what? They're probably not the right company for you. Totally. And I think that's just to go a little bit deeper on that. I mean, I see that all the time too, because I do fall boss office hours and everybody's like, just give us the magic email template that'll convert all our leads. I'm like, the magic email template is the one that feels like you wrote it, <laughs> you know, that explains your company and why they should work with you. Or, I mean, that's, that's a, I'm not saying everybody should have an email temple that tells all about them, but you know what I mean? People just want the magic answer and the magic answer is find your own way and continue to execute and iterate. That's the only one that's going to matter. It's just the only one. So find somebody that you align with. And if you align with them, magic will literally happen. And, uh, you know, so it just so happens that these guys all own and run currently real estate teams and brokerages every day. They do it every day. They do it like I do it. So when I ask them, how is it that you can also spend time coaching people while you're running a brokerage or an office or a team? Those answers are you will learn very quickly how they've leveraged themselves and created systems and processes that I never knew. I knew that somebody knew because there's people out there that do it all the time. We, you talk to some of them 
probably on this podcast. So, so to me, it was, you know, the timing, aligning with somebody who was going to, who I was going to put my trust in hiring them and listening to what they said, no matter if I agreed with it, if it was uncomfortable, it didn't really matter. Like I was, I was, as I said, at that point, I was ready to submit to somebody who knew what to do and how to do it. And from there, everything got a lot easier. There was still a lot of work to do. And, you know, we're on another iteration of that growth right now, but we're using the same, you know, I'm, I'm using the same consulting company. We're going through the same steps. And let me just be clear. Those are not comfortable steps for me because those are way outside my skill set and my comfort zone. Right. At the risk of being a little bit rude, like if if you knew those were the steps, you would have just done that four years ago. Like that's kind of the whole point. I think for all of us, we have to be really real about our strengths and weaknesses and blind spots. You know, and I've gotten in the habit lately of saying it even more out loud. I'm like, yeah, that is a blind spot of mine. Like I realize that I can't magically help everybody. That's a blind spot. Sometimes you got to you know, got to, got to roll on. So I love that. I just wrote down how to do hard things <laughs> as, as one of my notes. I think for me, it was a matter. I, I needed to not, I needed to have somebody that was either telling me stop second guessing yourself or you're doing it wrong. Don't do it like that. Do it like this. And if you're willing to take a little direction and understand that you're probably really good at doing one or two things because if you weren't, you wouldn't be in this business. And also you wouldn't have made it this far anyways. So then just do those things and get help with the others. And, you know, you hear people say it all the time. It's like your time is best spent doing what? What is your time best spent doing? If you're a salesperson, it's selling. If it's a, a manager, it's managing. If it's a administrative role, you know what I mean? Because when you try to do all those things, you're not only are you watering down the one that you're best at doing, which I don't know why you do that, but I was doing it. And then you're, you're really bad at doing these other roles that are so key to, to making your business easier, better, funner, more consistent, more profitable. So you're kind of cheating yourself out of all those things. And that's how I, you know, looking back, that is because it, it's happened in a very short period of time. Once I made the decision, my, my first hire was for an administrative assistant. And um, that hire came on uh, almost exactly a year ago, February 4th of 2021. So I hired this consulting company in October of 2020 after I you know, took a lay of the land, figured out where I was. We started the process of designing you know, the ads, the questions, the interview, the follow-up, um, how to call references and, and all those good things. Launched that, hired finally in February of 2022. And uh, Megan has, and she's she's sitting just out of frame over here, but she really took that process and we cleaned up and reorganized or just organized for the first time so many things that the business then began running like a business. It looks like a business. I think people don't realize a lot of times that that is a thing, right? They're like, I have to get my stuff straight. Now, sometimes it is. If you're hiring somebody who's super task oriented and you need to say, here's the plan, go do it. Fine. That's one thing. But I think not enough people realize that you can hire somebody 
to help you. And you can just say, hey, I need help figuring out. I joke with people all the time. I'm like, hey, good news. You're hired. Your first job is to onboard yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about that for a moment because, you know, I think the intimidating part is, especially if you're a good salesperson, you always know what needs to get done and when to do it and how to do it. Right. But then you're, I think part of the intimidating um, process was uh, hiring a person, you know, you need, but you're not sure exactly what it is you need from the person. And if you overthink it, you get stuck in a catch 22. But if you hire the right person, <laughs> they are, they can probably figure that out fairly quickly. And uh, she had not had any background working in real estate. And, and that's one of those things that you'll, you know, a lot of people are 50-50 on it. It's like, if you bring in somebody with a background in real estate and they have bad habits, then you got to, they have to unlearn them and then they need to learn your habits. Or you can take a little bit of time. And I, and I, and I mean it a little bit of time because I, what I was doing, processes and procedures are the same no matter what business you're in. Let's just be honest. Okay. They are. The only thing that applies to real estate is the documents and the freaking acronyms that we chew on all day long in this business. And if you can teach that language to somebody else, they'll understand what you're talking about as it rela relates to real estate. And so I remember I was asking the, 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 the sales team, I said, all right, guys, give me, give me your best acronyms. What do you got today? And it's like, oh, TDS, SPQ, RPA, and RLA. And blah, blah, blah. So I just started writing down a Google Doc of all these like foreign acronyms. And, and what I did it, at the end of month one, as I, I gave it, I gave the list to Megan and I said, what are these? And then I, and I said, you know, I don't remember if I timed her, but I, we graded it. And I said, they're, 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 you're not going to get an F. I just need to know where you are and then we're going to benchmark it and we're going to come back to this in 90 days. And no joke, in 90 days, somebody who had zero experience in real estate went from knowing, I don't know, five out of 15 acronyms and terms to knowing 100% of them and looking at me like, this is the stupidest test you ever gave me. Why did you give this to me? So you can train people up from outside the business to help you, even if you don't know all of the things you need help with. And what I, we've found over the course of 2021, where we really were getting into the nitty gritty of the business, right? An example, we have a lot of internal documents here that we use for bringing in new salespeople, our onboarding process, our agent intake form, all the personal things we can learn about our, our team to have meaningful interactions. What's their birthday, favorite color. But we did is, is we went through and we said, none of these documents look the same. They are all different fonts, different sizes, different headers, different footers. So we just went through and cleaned up our entire doc set. And then we realized, remember, I didn't have an employee. So how would I know what documents you would need to hire somebody? I hired a, um, an HR consulting firm which by the way, I'm sure you have some good resources for those types of things. Let me tell you, if you don't know about hiring people, you probably don't know what documents you need, depending on what state you're in. I'm in California. That could be a very big deal if you don't have those correct documents. And most people that are in this business love to have, we, we're all about having the exact documents needed, right? We have to have these documents in order to facilitate a sale. So 
we got those documents and then we just went through and cleaned up that entire document set. So the business on the inside is looking as much as a business like it is from the outside and it runs like it too. And that is all of these things have transpired really over the course of the last 12 months. And when you can do at the very basic level, right? And our sales team has grown again. We're back to, I think we have eight salespeople on the team now. And the goal is to add another seven people. Well, it's really a lot easier to do just about anything in your business if you have things running the right way behind the scenes. I was just about to say, how much less scary is it now? Like before you'd have been like, we're going to add seven agents. Oh no, how are we going to do that? I couldn't do it. I, I just couldn't do it. I was so fried. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I want to dive deep into two things super quick, or maybe not deep, but like reiterate two things. One is that you hired a consulting company in October and didn't have the person until early February. And I just want to like let that breathe a little bit because so many people are like, well, I gotta get this, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna hire this person, and then tomorrow they're gonna be putting my listings in or whatever. Like, I just wanna re-emphasize the idea that it's a process and it takes time. It's you figuring out exactly what you even want. It's looking at different options and thinking like, oh, this person doesn't have real estate. Would that work? How would that work? What else would I need to provide? You can't read a book and then get the magical person in 30 days. Like it doesn't, I love that you gave those timeframes. I want people to understand that, you know, you start now. Let me unpack that. I'm glad you're asking more about that because a couple of things, it's important to understand this, if nothing else. This is coming straight from my consulting person. If you are hiring out of pain, you are hiring the wrong person. Okay. Now that's kind of an oxymoron because if you're in pain, you're looking to get out of pain. That means you need to add something or change something in your business. I was there. He said, but I'm not going to let you do it, do it right away. Cause you know, you put something on indeed and you get 50 applicants and you're like, they're all exciting. It's like, Oh, a person that could maybe help me. Yes. And I'm like, here comes 50 solutions to my problem. Now I just need to pick one. And he's like, and so it was a very intentional process. He slowed me way down. He did it on purpose. He goes, you're, you're going to spend, he goes, I'm going to tell you this and you're not going to like this. We're probably going to spend about 90 days getting this straightened up before you put the ad online 90 days. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> Why? What are we going to do? No, I was, I was, no, I was very impatient about it. But he said, Nat, listen, if there's anything that's more painful than the situation you're in now, let me tell you what it is. And then you're going to understand why I'm doing this. If you rush the process, you're going to hire the wrong person. You have no employees. You are a small business. You cannot afford to hire the wrong person and then fire them and start over again. And be six months behind doing the same oh, thing. Oh yeah, lost money, wages, all the forms and all the baloney, it's nuts. So we took 90 days to be very clear to the point to where I was like, I'm fully educated on this process. I have a vision of this person. I know who they are, I just don't have their name yet. And then when you get flooded with applicants, which you will, you can quickly, you could weed out all of them because you're like, nope, 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 nope. Because you're so clear on who that person is and what they, you know what I mean? Everything. 
Describe them. What do they look like? Where do they live? How do they act? All of it. He, he made me go through every single part of that process until you're crystal, crystal clear. And then you have to start the ad and then you start the interviewing and the interviewing process that he goes through is not like anything I've ever seen before. I think you'll be interested to learn about that too. I want to share that with you. And it might be after the, the podcast today. No, I'm, I'm big into that. I, and I totally agree with all that. We used, we used to offer hiring as a company and same thing. I, people would freak out when I'd be like, yeah, our goal is to get 200 applicants. And they're like, what? That's crazy. I'm like, yeah, because we're going to take that down to five and then take that down to three. And then you're going to pick one and you're going to have a hard time picking them because they're all going to be good because that's the whole point, you know? So, yeah, I love that. And then the other the other piece that two, well, I guess two things that are related. Something you said is related to one of my favorite sayings, which is it, it's simple but hard, right? It wasn't that you have to like, it's not complicated. You need help. You need a person to help you with stuff. But it's incredibly hard to figure out those pieces and then because of my music background, one of my other favorite stories or, or uh, sayings is the overnight success, right? After 10 years touring, we're an overnight success, you know? It's like, right. But that's how it appears on the surface, right? You're, you've been busting it for a long time. And, but all those, things were, all those things were important. These things would not have happened. You wouldn't have had the same clarity if you had just gotten in the business two years before. No, no, no. You you mature through the process, uh, whether that means years or whether that means experiences or whether that means, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, pandemic, you know what I mean? It, everybody is ready at a different time. Some people may never be ready and that's okay too. But I think my biggest takeaway from the whole experience was ask for help, ask for help, you know? Well, and then, and then you get to the flip side and I know you're not this way, but just in the name of helping, you know, other people in the, in the same scenario. Yeah. You've got to then, now you're a manager and or leader as well. So now we got to learn to get out of their way. You know, we got to, Hey, maybe you do know this better than me or Hey, you do own this lane, but how do you find that balance of, but I still need to know the numbers. I need to know what's going on. Do you have a meeting every Friday? Like, how do I get out of your way, but still help you? You know, can you talk some about how you guys kind of, how did you, how did you get out of your own way? <sighs> Lee, that, that probably, honestly, I feel like that is still a work in progress. And when we had, when we had um, our year end review, Megan, who is the office administrator was one of the things I said, you know, I said, where, where do we, where do I need to improve? And it was like knowing where you step out and I step in. So I want to be clear that that is a way harder process to master for me, maybe not for other people. And um, it is a work in progress. If you try to do it all for so so long, you you are you're always stepping on somebody's toes because you, in your own mind, if it's if if you drop it, no one is picking it up. So you're always, you know, so I find I'm, I'm constantly getting in the way and I'm having to teach myself to get out of the way. And so one of the things specifically with Megan during the interview process, uh, I remember the question because I just asked the question again today, the potential new hire was, what are you looking for with your next employer? And she said, somebody that will 
you know, trust in me to get things done and doesn't always have to be kind of managing me or, or, or looking over my shoulder. And I like had this like sigh of relief to, cause you, you want to, you know, I mean, that's the idea. You're like, okay, I want to do that, but will my personality let me do that? And every day, you know, she works in the office here with me and during COVID, I mean, what a nutty time to try to hire somebody, right? At the beginning of 2021, there was just the one vaccine or whatever. And, you know, we're in here in the office wearing masks and she sits, you know, about 12 feet away from where I sit. And, you know, this is the difference between, I think, a, a virtual assistant and an in-person assistant, which is another conversation I had with my consultant, you know, which one should I have? And he said, you unequivocally need to hire somebody in person before you can go virtual because when you work together 40 hours a week, you will start gaining trust in the process and rapport. And then you can see who's stepping in when you step out. And that process over the course of, honestly, over the course of 12 months allows me to understand how capable she is and that I can get out of the way. And at first year, we had just kind of a working schedule. So I knew you know, it was a spreadsheet and every day we had a time block for different things. And then over the course of three months and then four months, I was like, she's already, she's got all these things. Like I, if I need to know where she is, I can just say, well, you know, what are you working on? Or I can just look at the spreadsheet. I knew where she was. So you, you have to almost build a, a, a schedule to know that the other person is taking these things off of your hands at these times of the day. So let it go. It's somebody's, you, they're right here. You can see what they're doing. You know, they're working, you know, they're helping. So now go back to doing what you were really good at doing. You know, maybe some people it happens quicker, but for me, it took, you know, it took a long time because it I had done it for so long. Yeah, I think that's pretty normal way. If this is helpful for people, the way I try to phrase that um, is who owns this? It doesn't mean you can't contribute to it, but who owns it? Like whose responsibility is it that this thing is completed? Like, of course, we want your feedback. But again, to your point, like if you're both doing it or if you think you both own it, then stuff falls through the cracks for sure. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, think about baseball, right? Somebody hits a pop fly to center field. Two guys are running to catch the ball. Only one guy can catch it. You got to call it and you got to call it and you have to you only one person can own that ball. Right. And we've seen what happens even when they call it sometimes. But yeah, boom. Two people collide and that's not productive at all. Yeah. The ball gets dropped and then, you know, for what? So right. yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bit of a learning process. Right. <laughs> totally. No, I, I love that. But I think again, uh, to that system, whether it's an actual like task management system or a spreadsheet, I love what you said about being in person in the office though, because that is in some sense, that's the easiest solution, right? In theory, we could set up like a Trello board and make it all complicated. And this is assigned to you and that's assigned to me. And we're gonna this and who's on this and what are we doing? But the reality of it is, is being physically together at first makes it a lot easier to say like, hey, where are you on that You know, spreadsheet of the, num the market stats or whatever? Like it's just, you build that trust. And I think the same goes for salespeople. Cause I talk to a lot of people who are like, Oh, I got to stop working with buyers. I got to stop working with buyers. It's like, all right, well, take somebody along with you on the appointment. They're going to learn how to do it from what you say. You're going to start to have confidence in them because they know what you want them to say. And it happens. But again, it doesn't happen in a three hour meeting. It's 
a three or four month process, just like yours. It is. It's it's you you immerse them in everything, right? They're hearing your client calls. They're here. You hang up. They're hearing you pissed off, or they're seeing you celebrate, or they're see you wringing your hands. You can't see somebody. You can't do that. I mean, there, a lot of work that gets done remote. I, I don't. I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm just saying. When you see somebody wringing their hands, you can't do that on Slack, right? Our whole office runs on Slack, but there might be an emoji for that, but that's a different story. <laughs> if if you are trying to hire somebody to help you out and they see you wringing your hands, I promise you, they're going to want to know what they can do to so you're not wringing your hands anymore. So that just it, that that was one of the you know iterations of of, of this growth that we went through, and. Um, Oh, and I forgot to mention since the since we've been on our our podcast here, the one thing that I haven't told you is how much more production we've done as an office, and through everything, my production has gone up fourfold, and I'm not stressed out at all. It really was like a magical experience. It that it is that big of a game changer. It's not like one thing leads to another. It's like an exponential change. Yeah, it's it's a compounding effect, no no question, because you get in the mindset of like, oh, guess what? It isn't only me that can do this stuff. But people, to your point, and you referenced this earlier, people sometimes do have deep, like psychological, like, well, if, if I'm not the only one that can do this, you know, what's my value? And that, that that's a real thing. And I get it, but you know, again, I look at it as you got a promotion, right? Like now you're, you are more of a manager and a leader now instead of the, my, my reference to people, which they hate is I just tell them they're the top buyer's agent. I'm like, congrats. You're the top buyer's agent of your company. They're like, no, no, no. I'm the owner. I'm like, no, you're the, you're the lead buyer's agent. <laughs> congrats. You're giving yourself, you give yourself a promotion and you're bringing more value. Quite honestly, because as I'm sitting here having this conversation with you, Megan is over here with one of my top salespeople and they're working right. on a project. And, and and I'm not even I wouldn't be good at helping with this project. So then I was about to say no offense, but she's doing probably doing a better job than you. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And 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 people really, really, you know what I mean? So when you're when you're talking about solving problems, don't forget that you're also bringing value, right, to, to other people in, in your organization. That's a bit, that's a big one too. And those things, you just can't do that. One person cannot do that. For sure. No, that's super important. And I think, it, you know, interestingly enough, it brings it right back around to what you said initially about hiring a company where the people were actively doing what you're doing. It makes perfect sense. Like that's as a business owner, I've actually got now personally for me, I've got little spots in my calendar to remind me to leave space to like run a company. You know, you can't, you can't block, you can't have back-to-back -back meetings all day every day because you're in a company. People need stuff. You gotta help people with stuff, you know. In that sense, you never outgrow that, you know. But sometimes internally in our system, my my title, and I stole this from somebody else, uh, was head janitor. That was my favorite title I have for myself. <laughs> I'm like, all the stuff. Toilet breaks, like I'm fixing a toilet. Like I'm not too good. I'm, hey, man, I'm there with you. Somebody, somebody came out, you know, we have a large uh, outdoor uh, area of our office where we do our meetings and things like that. So somebody came around the other day and I was out there in like grubby clothes 
And I, I literally, because all these couches, you know, they sit outside, so they get wet and they get dust and dirt and all that stuff. I'm out there with like a bottle of Simple Green and my pressure washer. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, oh, you didn't, they didn't show you this. This is not on million dollar listing. This, <laughs> right. this, this glamorous janitorial uh, job that I have here at my company. Right. I make the big bucks and I still clean the couches. So maybe I didn't get a promotion. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I totally get it. I'm totally with that. Well, Nat, I, I think we need to wrap. I, I think there's like a thousand things we could other talk, talk about and that we will. Yep. But I'm thrilled to catch up. I'm thrilled to hear where your business is. I'm glad you got the right person. Any kind of parting words for people who are, you know, where you were two, three years ago? If you're stuck I promise you there is somebody who has the answer. There is a roadmap to success in this business. There is, and people have it. They already have it. You just have right. to be ready to receive it. Love it, that's awesome. Cool, man, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with me today and, uh, and speaking the truth. Yep, anytime, Lee. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy listening to Powering Real Estate, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Subscribes and reviews help other people find us and allow us to keep interviewing top industry experts. If you're looking for a customized solution for your follow-up boss account or wanting a free assessment of your account, visit AmplifiedSolutions.com. There you can also find free resources and link with us. 